Living Out Love podcast, episode on Love Is Not Proud, take two. Well, welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. Before we get started, uh, I want to introduce our, our speakers today. I'm Sam Sabrone. Hi, I'm Rick Gross. So just to give you a little background uh, about the Living Out Love podcast, we basically developed this podcast to speak about how to love others as God calls us to do. And we've been going through a series here on what is love and what is what love is not. And in this series, we've been basing it on a scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. And before we get into the podcast, I'd like to just go over that scripture with you because we are breaking down each part of the scripture. So the scripture says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Wow, Rick, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is a nice little blueprint for us too, right? And just to rewind, we've done patience, we've done we've done does not envy, does not boast, and we've done perseverance. Correct. So now we're looking at it is not proud. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the word pride. So many things it affects. Um, when you think of the word pride, Rick, what what do you think of? Well, I know, you know, pride is the, I, you'll hear me say it a lot too, even in some of the episodes we've had, but I, I interchange pride and ego, right? Because I mean, obviously there's the pride that we have in a job well done or like the pride that we take in, yep. you know, just being a child of God, right? There's, there's a pride that's there, but I think obviously the pride they're talking about here is the one where we elevate ourselves over others. So when I look at pride, when I think of pride in this context, it's the idea of me elevating myself over others or those around me. Wow, I, I like that a lot. Uh, you know, and I and I think you're right. Pride has a negative connotation, but it can't have a positive connotation. But the pride is only when you're actually, like you said, excited about something that you did well, right? There's nothing wrong with that, right? However, when that pride comes at the cost of others, I, I think that's a very good way of, uh, of analyzing whether it's good pride or not pride or bad pride. Sorry. Right. Um, so, you know, the scripture says it is not proud, right? So we're in this series again of what it, what love is not. Why do you think it says it is not proud? Like, well, how does it, how does this love for others relate to not being proud? Well, the root of pride is self. So what, what happens is that if we allow pride to dictate our lives, or if we allow pride to dictate what we do and how we interact with people, well, then we're always going to look at people as less than we are. And not just less than as people, but their needs are less than ours. You know, their, um, you know, their well-being is less important than ours. You know, so it's, 
it really gets into this place where we've said, hey, I am more important than anyone or anything else around me is what, it, what is how I see it translating. And so if, if scripture calls us to love others and, and, you know, the opposite of pride, right, is selflessness, right? So that means I'm going to put others before myself. Well, I can't, honestly, I can't do the other, the do's of this verse, right? I can't do the do's if I'm prideful because that yep. means that those things aren't important to me because I'm important to me. Wow. That's good. You know, and, and I think you're right. I think uh, the selflessness is an opposite of, of pride. And I think obviously we say it a lot on this show, but humility is an op oh, opposite yeah. of pride, right? Mm -hmm. Because it does take humility to humble yourself and realize it's not about you. It's about the other person. And one thing that we've talked about on this podcast throughout is, we are so blessed that God loved us. So because of that love, we need to love others. It just should transfer, right? And um, how do you think pride blocks that? Well, again, it, because pride prioritizes us. Like pride prioritizes me. And if I'm prioritizing me, then that means that everyone else and everything else from other people will automatically drop down the list of things that are important to me or the things that I will see or be aware of or want to devote energy and time and those things into. Um, and really, you know, on, on the, and, and there's probably like theologians that'll, that could probably expound upon this or whatever, but I actually believe that um, when we see, when, when we talk about the word sin, I believe that most sin is rooted in pride because most sin will be this idea that, well, my needs are over me. So like, look at, you know, let's look at some basic ones like lying, right? Lying is like, I'm more worried about self-preserving my image and my reputation and everything or yep. whatever than I am about actually being honest with somebody. Um, you know, if we look at, um, you know, what is it? You know, if I, I don't know, if I covet something that my neighbor has, right? I and mean, I'm trying to think of like terms of the Ten Commandments. You know, it means that I'm saying that like what I want and my needs, like I'm, I'm gonna, nothing else around me matters. Like what that person has is the most important thing to me, and I feel less than because of it, even though God has me being a child of God is, is valuable, right? Like I don't look at the value there and I make it about me. Well, I don't have this. And so I can't be fulfilled because I don't have this. You know, it's funny. We always quote Ted Lasso just because oh, it's yeah. kind of our... Telling you, man, the Ted Lasso book on leadership. I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, you were a little ahead of me. You were in the third uh, season. I finally caught up to you. I don't know if I'm... As uh, I'm all the way caught up. Oh, so. no, no. I'm, I'm still a little behind there. Yeah. But uh, you get to see season three, how much humility Ted has and how much pride some of the other characters are getting. And uh, it's really awesome to see how he has so much humility. For example, uh, when Rebecca really wants to win and she gets frustrated with Ted for not winning, right? Ted's looking out for the welfare of his players and just making sure they're okay she's jealous that her ex-husband has a successful program. So there's this pride. We have to win. I have to prove I'm better than him. And uh, Ted looks, at, looks her in the eye and goes, 
I, I know this means a lot to you. Like he's basically trying to say, listen, I get it, but you're missing the boat here. And he even said, you're already one, Rebecca. You got that guy out of your life. I don't know if you remember that scene, but he basically says, don't worry about beating him. You've already won. You got this negative person out of your life. So you're a winner already because she was measuring her self-worth by winning a soccer game, a match against West Ham. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, example, like you said, of, of a guy that didn't put himself before others. He was putting others before himself. And then you can see some of the, even the assistant coaches are so caught up in winning, right, that they're kind of questioning Ted and losing, losing uh, the fact that he is such a great leader, right? They're losing that because he's not winning or giving them their fulfillment of winning. But he's trying to explain that life is way bigger than winning a soccer match. Right. Well, and it's been consistent with that character. And listen, maybe we need to do a Ted Lasso podcast because like I could talk about Ted Lasso all day. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. And, and honestly, that, that a lot of those same attributes that we see and we kind of admire in it, like a Ted Lasso character, you know, it emulates Christ, which is why it resonates, I believe, with Christ followers so much. Um, and granted, like, I know the show is not meant to be like a, like, I'm never going to tell someone like, Hey, if you want to know more about Christ, like watch Ted Lasso, like, <laughs> yeah. but it, there are some aspects in there. And I think that's what we appreciate in people. The sad part is though, is like, we appreciate it in others. And, and this is what makes pride. So this is what makes pride so dangerous. And actually, as we unpack all of those things that come along with, uh, that work in direct opposition to love, I believe that pride is probably the biggest Amen. Um, I would agree. Is the, the biggest uh, opponent of love. Um, because like, and pride's so sneaky. Like in pride, for me at least, like I, I try to, I try to be humble. Like I really do. Like I, it is something that I really strive for in so many areas. But like, I'm telling you, it's daily. I have these opportunities where I'm, you know, interacting with somebody and it's like, you know, they say, hey, this was such a cool thing. And I like beforehand, I always tell myself like, okay, well, I need to make sure I give credit here, give credit here, whatever. But I'm in the conversation and I find out it's always I, 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 me, 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 you know, my idea, my this. And like, I don't do that. And then I kick myself after the conversation's done because I'm like, dang it. And, you know, I don't think the person I'm talking to was like, oh man, look at Ricky's so arrogant because he made it all about him. But at the same time, like I know it. And so it's a constant struggle that I'm in. So like, what we're talking about right now in this issue of pride is something that we is we we have to develop an awareness for it. We have to develop such a strong awareness for it because especially in the world today, just like your example with Ted Lasso, all of the people are getting sucked into this idea that my value is based on winning. Like I can't feel good about what we're doing without winning rather than realizing like, no, it's, it's not always about winning, right? Like winning, like, you know, that's why I, I tell married couples all the time, like, or I thought, especially husbands, like the goal of your marriage is not to win. Like the goal of your marriage is not for one of you to win. Like it's about compromise and loving each other. And really the win is when pride is completely dismissed and both of you are doing everything you can to uplift and encourage the other, um, right. which is why marriage is such a counterintuitive. I think Gary Chapman was the one that said it in the five love languages where he was like, 
marriage is like the most counterintuitive thing that we could ever enter into as an individual because our pride and our ego are constantly battling for the throne in our lives. And in a marriage, it's completely opposite of that. You know, I, I heard a pastor, you know, say several times in uh, marriages that or when he would do the, uh, you know, he would be the officiant and he would always say like, you know, marriage is a constant battle of elevating the other person over yourself for the rest of your life. Wow, it's about like making that. a commitment to saying you will always be more important to me in everything that we do. But it, it's easy for me to say that, but then rubber beats the road. I'm battling for like self-preservation and, and you know, like, let me give you a little example here. Like I had to go through a journey myself um, and just be able to say, you know what? And, and this is where I need, this is where I battle with my humility in our in marriage sometimes. So we have dogs and like our dogs like to get up in the middle of the night to go out. Cause of course, like 2am is like when the bathroom time is right. Right. And so I hate waking up in the middle of the night. Cause a lot of times I can't get back to sleep. And so there were times earlier on where like I would lay there and be like, oh, well, maybe Jen will get up and do it. Or like, maybe my wife will get up and do it. And, you know, whatever, hopefully, hopefully. And then eventually she wouldn't. And then I'd wake up all bitter because I'm having to get up and do this. And man, God checked me really hard on that. And it was like, no, like if it is every single night, your wife should never have to wake up to let the dogs out, right? Is what God is telling me. Your wife should never have to wake up to let the dogs out. If you wake up and then you go do it and do it gladly and as an opportunity to serve your wife, right? That was me having to allow humility to take over and whatever. Now, if you're both Christ followers in the relationship, then that scenario could look like this. We both hear the dogs. We're both like getting up. And then we, you know, sometimes it's like, well, do you want to take my like, and it's like, no, no, I can do it. And so, you know, that's the, the picture of what that could look like. So, you know, we, we as, especially as Christ followers, especially as married Christ followers have to be very keenly aware of this because otherwise like our, you know, preferences and self-preservation will constantly stand in the way of us actually living out the commitment and the covenant that we, we made with our wives or husbands. Yeah. And I love how you uh, related it to relationships, especially marriage. Uh, all relationships uh, won't survive if there's too much pride involved because you're putting yourself before the other person and, and, and people should get, a lot out of the relationship. It shouldn't even be about you, right? You should be giving, right? God asks us to serve other people. So I uh, totally agree there. Uh, as far as like the workplace, I'll give you a, a, a story about pride for the workplace. And like you said, well, I was a college volleyball coach for all those years. And part of being a coach, you're, you're required to win, right? So my first four years, I was at a junior college and we were top 10 in the country. We won all the time. We made it to the national championship all four years. And looking back, I didn't have a relationship with all those players because I was so new to college coaching and I felt like I had to prove myself. So I spent all that time being prideful and trying to win. After those four years, I felt like I proved myself, right? So then I go to a smaller Division II college who was dead last. So I humbled myself and left the top program to go to the bottom. And I rebuilt that program, but that's not the story. The story is I started focusing on relationships with the players. I started realizing that I'm not measured by how many volleyball games I win. I'm measured by how I love my, my players on my team. 
And that God kind of poked me a little bit and said, hey, spend your energy there and then you'll win volleyball games. It's a byproduct. If the kids know you care about them and they know you, they, they can trust you, they're going to go outside their comfort zone. They're going to do things and then you're going to play better anyway. And as a result, I've gotten to be the officiate of three of their weddings. How cool is that? That means I build a good relationship with them. So it's interesting how my first coach job, I was too prideful and I missed out on great opportunities. Second job, um, God kind of punched me in the gut and said, hey, you need to focus on people, yep. not on wins, people. Well, and what's great about that attitude as well is like the all the things, wins, I mean, whatever, see, you know, whatever station of life that God has you, right? Like all of those things are fleeting, right? The, the, the things that really mean the most here are relationships. You know, the, the, the people that we, you know, I think of it this way, you know, especially in sports, right? Like I can't believe that it's already been three years since the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was so elated. I was excited when Tom Brady came and like, man, it was great, man. I remember in the, I was in my den with my family, like celebrating and stuff like that. But that was three years ago. Right. And like, I don't feel the same as I did three years ago. And the Bucks aren't the same team as they were three years ago. As a matter no. of fact, they're in a bit of a rebuild right now. Right. And that's, I mean, that's sports. So everything is fleeting, right? So we have to invest our time and our energy into things that are, that are longstanding and that actually mean the most, which is relationships, you know, whether that's friendships Absolutely. or marriages or family or whatever. Um, but the, you know, the thing is, is that it's sometimes though we get, for lack of a better term, like addicted to those like temporary, like jolts. Right. And like you said, you know, the, I, I imagine the feelings around winning and the celebrations around winning were really cool. But then at the same time, like when it was done and all that faded away, you know, after a month or two, like where you left again, then what do you do? Get back to work. Right. And then we're working on another championship for the next year. So like, you know, you don't, there's not this like sense of, if all you're doing is that, then all you're doing is chasing results. And if you chase results, like the results are going to come and go, but people are usually, you know, the relationships we have are longstanding. Yeah. And, and I think uh, that brings me to the next question for you. Um, we know pride can be probably the biggest obstacle to loving others. What can we do to make sure that we're, being less prideful and, and really having that selflessness or that humility uh, in us uh, because obviously it is sneaky, like you said. So we do need to be on, on, on point and be aware of what the devil's trying to do subtly, right? So what, what kind of things do you do when you feel like you're, you know, you're getting prideful? So I think that they're like, Obviously, because I feel like every time we talk about this too, we, you know, there's the staples, right? We, we need to spend time with God because the more time we spend with God, the more we'll reflect him and God and Jesus was the perfect example of humility, right? Like he, I mean, he had to humble himself from being at the right hand of God to come hang out with us dirty schlups down here on <laughs> yeah. earth, right? Yep. And I mean, his whole life was humility. Like at any time he could have snapped his fingers and everything could have been different, but he didn't. And so we have that. So spending time, whether it's reading scripture or praying is very important, but there are also some practical things that I believe that we can do that can help us, uh, you know, sometimes on the front end of stopping to be prideful, but then on the other side of it, when we've realized that we're prideful. 
So on the front of it, and it sounds really dumb and super simple, but I'll tell you what, there were times where I would put, I would write the words, it's not about me around places that I would regularly see, whether it was in my car or at my desk at work or whatever. It's not about me. It's not about me. And honestly, I even repeat that phrase to myself in the moments where I feel the pride coming on. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And that for me has been very helpful in either preventing or at least leading up to it when I feel it starting to creep in, kind of fighting it off, right? Like, you know, because I'm, you know, because of Christ, it's not about me. Like, you know, because of Jesus, it's not about me. So on the other side of it, like in the times where I did let it sneak in and where it did take over, if I'm able to, I really try to own up to it to someone. Like, hey, Sam, like, remember when we were talking and I had that conversation with you and I said all this stuff? Well, I realized that in the conversation, I made it all about me and I shouldn't have done that. Really, I needed to give the credit where credit was due. And that was to the team members that I had or like, because God blessed me with whatever. And like, you know, to, to, to do that and to live in that space. So because here's the thing is the uncomfortability of me coming to a person and saying out loud, I was really prideful here and whatever it serves as a reminder internally to me because like, I don't want to spend my life going around apologizing to people or owning up to the fact that I'm continually so prideful. Now I probably will still be prideful and still have to do it, but the idea is to mitigate that as much as possible. Yep. So I have found that as you know, rubber meets the road, practical application stuff, those two things have done, you know, and again, I'm not perfect at it. And it's not like I do it every time because sometimes it's so far down the road or sometimes it's like a little tiny interaction. So I don't go back for that. But a lot of times like I will sit down or I'll go to my wife and go, Hey, you know what? I was being super selfish here. And it was, it was me being more worried about me than I was about you, or it was about me putting myself before you. And that was wrong. And that's not what God calls me to do. And that's not the person that I want to be. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, I think for me, I do something kind of similar. Uh, I just write on my hand every morning, uh, whatever my morning devotional is, and I tie it into action, right? Like, so for example, um, I might write, uh, it isn't, it's not about me. When I've read a scripture where, you know, Jesus stops what he's doing and puts this person first right away, right? It, It wasn't part of the game plan for that day, but he saw a need, he went and helped, right? So he put someone before him, which he always did, which we're very blessed to have. So just a little reminder on my on my hand. Yep. I usually write something down because I'm a visual person. If I can Same. look down and see it, I'm like, okay, uh, that that reminds me throughout the day when when those moments come. Uh, I do think repentance or, or owning up to it that's humility in itself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a comfortable conversation, but it's a needed one. I like that idea. Um, well, and then you're experiencing humility. And you're owning the fact that you were prideful. So it's almost like a double, like a double thing. It's like, I was aware of what I did and this, I'm having to live out the humility that I didn't show you originally. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and um, I think, you know, the purpose of this show is to create some tangible things Yeah. because we're all confronted with these obstacles to loving other people. And we need to make sure that we're aware because like you said, they are subtle. And if we're not aware, we can easily miss those opportunities to love others. And I, and I think that's what's been great about this journey so far as we break down the definition is we're starting to see how can we become better people? How do we grow every day? Like our, our goal is to be, grow 
closer to Jesus every day, right? And to be more like him every day. Well, it takes work and it takes conscious effort. And you need to know when you're slipping into those knots, right? It's not mm-hmm. boastful. It's not right. pride, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's because it's about once you're aware of it, then you'll notice it when it happens. But also you can be more, you can be more proactive in preventing it as opposed to just, you know, allowing it to be a reaction every time. Yeah, because I agree with you 100%. Pride is an area that can affect every part of your life, your work, your relationships with other people, um, your spiritual development, right? If if you're doing things for the wrong reason, right? God sees your heart. He knows what you're doing. You can serve as much as you want to serve. If you're serving, be prideful, not really serving because you care about other people, that's not what God's asking you to do. He's asking you to serve other people because you really care about them, because that's what he wants you to do because he cares about you. And I, so even, um, yeah, it's just every part of your life. It's, it's really interesting. And I, I think it's a, we brought up some great tangible things to work on today um, just to reflect, you know, and I think if we can apply those to our lives and be aware, it's going to be huge. Well, and you know, some of it's going to be too. just try it, you know, like nothing that we're sharing on this show is like, this is the only way to do it and how to do it. Like maybe you've come up with your own methods and actually that'd be great. Like, even if you shared them with us, like, you know, always, we love to get the feedback on there. Um, you know, so, uh, but it is something that, um, I believe pride and, and especially in America, I think pride is one of the biggest things that holds us back from being like, like our, our country as a whole reflects pride yep. and they, and it's from the top down, like yep. so mm-hmm. much of what we see, whether it's in celebrities or whether it's in politicians or whatever, so much of that has the foundation in pride. And we don't, we don't even recognize it sometimes just because we may agree with the person or whatever, but we don't look at it as, Oh man, like, man, that is just all pride. Right. And, Listen, one thing you'll notice, you know, they say pride comes before a fall. It does. Now, it may not be immediately before the fall, but generally, and if you don't believe me, just watch like sports movies, right? Like, you know, you know, look, we, we talked a little bit about Ted Lasso, but look at um, the Mighty Ducks. Remember, like yep. you had the, the, the Hawks and yep. like the, the coach was like super prideful and it was all about winning with him. And Gordon Bombay realized what you realized that it was more about the relationship with the kids and encouraging the kids and stuff. And, you know, they ended up having their fall. Now I don't base my life off of Disney sports movies, but like those <laughs> yeah. are good examples of showing like how, like the danger and pride and what comes from that. Well, I'll tell you, uh, this has been great today, you know, and um, I'm very excited. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking about pride. No. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and listen, um, I think we, we need to look into doing down the road. We probably need to dig into pride because I really think that this is one of the leading, if not the leading reason that the, the interferences that we run into the barricades we run into and we're trying to love others. So, well, Hey, I'm Rick Gross. I'm Sam Sabrone. We are so grateful that you joined us today for the living out love podcast. Again, please subscribe. Uh, we're on all of the platforms that have podcasts on there. Uh, we are grateful that you tuned in today And we look forward to uh, sharing with you again here in the future.